Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast, Dan. We're going to talk about something today that's going to make you very uncomfortable. And I'm not sure how to, how to broach this. Yeah. Wow. Well, your, your discomfort's already very high. Yeah. I'm going to use a word. No good conversation starts the way you just started. That's, that's fair. And this is not going to be a good conversation. If the Oof. listeners have come in here expecting otherwise, you are so, it's going to be sorely disappointed. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say a word. And I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? There's a word association. Lemon. Pie. Raspberry. I was also I, pie. I wanted to say pie again. I was like. <laughs> uh, camera. Angle. Real estate. Me. Hack. You. <laughs> Is that the whole episode? That's done? it. That's it. What do you think of when you think of hack? Um. Hack, like computer hack, is one of the first things that come that pops in my head, I guess, literally. Do you ever think of hacky sack? Like, you want to go uh, hack? Hacky sack. Go hack it? I don't know. That was cool in, like, what, fifth grade, sixth grade? Is that when people get I think it's. Sacks? I think it's still going through Depending kind of a Depending on who you are yeah. and what your hair looks like, it might still be cool. But, um, no, hacky sack would probably be way down on the list. What about, what about hack it? Can you hack it? I have no idea what that even means. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can mean, hack it. Like, <laughs> I can hack it. Can it you? sounds like a thing you should be able to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, totally. Okay, so today we're going to talk about three real estate hacks around operations, investing, and before we went live, there was some there's some dissonance in the room Ugh. as we were talking about hacks. Yeah. Like you, you were like you had some strong. There was tension. There's tension. You're like I don't like that word. Um, so then we said, okay, best practices, and I felt so, good there. So hack, as we use it here, is not a shortcut. Um, the way I think about it is, uh, it's like an unlock. If you want to hack your sleep, it's like, how do you unlock your sleep? Hacking a computer, how do you unlock that computer? Um, and so these are three unlocks that will make your real estate investing career far, far easier, far, far better. Sound right? Yeah, that was a really long definition. So I'm, It's in Merriam-Webster. This is, I just read it verbatim. I feel a little better. Um, not 100%. Do you have any asterisks you want to put on there? Yeah, asterisks. Like in, in no particular order? No, these are in a very specific order. I don't even know what we're talking about, but they're going to be in a very specific order. Well, it's a good thing you don't know what we're talking about because hack number one is, I'm looking to you, go. Hack number one. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go with one that we brought up right before this, which was uh, one that you came up with just off the cuff, which I'd like. And it comes from a lot of questions that we get from people who are new or trying to get into this. Like, how do you get good deals? How do you get deal flow? And that is going on property tours. This is really to the newer operators. Uh, going on property tours, even if you're not super interested in the property, but more so to get FaceTime with the broker, to potentially even get FaceTime with sellers and to start to form those relationships that are going to get uh, create deal flow in the near future and way down the road. So just getting FaceTime with people to get in there, get in the mix, and then hopefully generate some good deal flow for, I don't know, maybe some off-market opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had um, one instance of doing a live tour, there was a group and 
the owner was there too. And it was a really good opportunity to like put FaceTime in with this, this owner who usually when you go on tour, sometimes you only get the broker, but it can be very valuable to like build rapport. And that rapport has served us very, very, very well over the last couple of years. Yeah. So. And actually just recently I went on a tour with a broker. Uh, the owners were there, which is great. But then randomly this other owner showed up uh, to tag along mm-hmm. just to kind of see like what they were doing operations wise. And I got to chatting with him and uh, he's like, Hey, you want to take a look at something I have that you want, might want to buy? And boom, ended up on a whole nother tour that wasn't even planned. Uh, same day. Um, had no interest in that deal inevitably, but that stuff happens. That's if you're just in the room, serendipity. that stuff can happen. So yeah, being in the room is like a petri dish for serendipity. If you're not in the room, you're not going to get lucky. But if you're petri. in the room, there's always a chance. Petri dish. It doesn't <laughs> sound good. Maybe a melting pot. It could be a melting pot. <laughs> petri uh, just sounds dirty. <laughs> no, they're clean by definition, right? Like we keep them clean so that I, they can grow their mold. I feel like you grow. Yeah, anyways, let's <laughs> move right. on. We got hack number minutes. hack number two. Okay, mm-hmm. so as a passive investor, you're going to be talking to a lot of operators, and you're going to be trying to vet for a whole lot of things, right? Like you're looking for character, you're looking for competency, you're looking for all sorts of things. And we talk about this in the book. One of the hardest things to vet for is like resourcefulness. And I think resourcefulness is more important than resources because if you, if you lack for resources, that's okay. If you have ample resourcefulness, that means you can always find a solution. And so how do you vet for that? Well, one of the, one of the questions I found really interesting, I had an investor ask me this a long time ago and I recommend it for all LPs now is to ask not to tell me about a time that you had a deal that went poorly or a deal that went hard. Like we, every operator has heard that question a million times and we're prepared for it. Like we have good answers that are going to turn a supposed bad deal and make it look like we're, we're heroes. A better question is to pose a hypothetical situation and then say, what would you do in this? Right. And so one of those hypothetical situations could be like, what happens if the week before closing, the bank comes back and the appraisal doesn't hit. And so like the, the whole bank terms shift, like, what do you do? Or what happens well, if that never happens? <laughs> that was, that was one off the top of my head. Cause that one <laughs> did happen to us. Um, but, uh, but giving a hypothetical situation where things are going shitty and there's not really a good answer, right? Asking that type of question and saying, help me walk through how you would think through this to come to a solution. I found that to be a really good question, like a really good unlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And bonus for any operators listening. First thing you do is you communicate with everybody involved. <laughs> Don't stick your head in the sand. That's, yeah, that's, that's the wrong answer. Regardless of what question uh, the investor asks you always say, I would communicate openly and honestly and immediately. <laughs> yeah. It, which anyways, and a lot of that stuff, unfortunately, like the hypothetical thing, that's a good idea. But a lot of us, like you just, you don't know until you actually see them, how they operate in the moment dealing with it. So, um, uh, see, I just had another one here. Oh, I guess on the operation side, uh, if we're doing three, we've got some investing stuff. We've got some deal flow stuff. Uh, when it comes to actually running assets, one thing that, uh, that I learned, uh, in my experience that I did not come to the table with, I didn't, this wasn't intuitively how I thought you ought to approach properties, specifically value add properties. Um, but for the newer operators out there and for the LPs looking at deals that are being run by newer operators, you want to see them if it's a value add deal where they're going to buy something that they're going to fix up, make better refi, whatever, do that whole thing. You want to see them take an outside in approach because when I first started, and I think this is very common for newer operators is they think they need to go in and they take their, uh, their building from the, the unit out. Right. And so they renovate the units, they get those all gussied up because they're like, okay, that's going to get me the highest rent right away. And I can take care of the common areas next year or later. Well, 
Actually, the inverse is actually true. Uh, you start from the outside because ideally you want to have your unit leased before the potential resident even gets to your to your unit. So you start with uh, exterior landscaping outside of the building, then common areas. So that way, by the time people get to the unit, they're already amazed. They're like, this is beautiful. And then make sure the unit's on par. And even if the unit isn't amazing, but everything else about the property looks great, it's still going to be better than the inverse, where you got a really great unit hidden away inside a really ugly, shitty building that has yet to be touched on the outside. Yeah, you only get one chance to make a really good first impression. And that first impression occurs the moment they get out of the car or as they drive by and look at the building. So that's that's got to be on point. And I've seen this a lot where um, we went on some tours of a building. It was gorgeous units. It was actually the seller that uh, showed up at that meeting for you and then went to the other one where you go into it and you're like, man, this is beautiful. But then the outside of the building does not really... Uh, doesn't give you that impression so it's yeah. actually a surprise when you walk into the unit and you go holy crap this is really nice yeah and that's then the not the right reaction <laughs> the tough part is then to get people even in the building to look at the units yeah. usually people are to look at the outside and they're like meh and keep mode yeah if they're meh going in then the only way that they're going to be uh eh <laughs> on the way out is if they if they're just desperate like and they don't have any other options so that's yeah. not good but all right those are three hacks those are three unlocks those are three Best practices? I don't know what you, want to go, what you want to call them. Hopefully this did not trigger you into having a very emotional, violent reaction like Dan did earlier. He threw pillows all over the room. It was... Police were called. They're so. still not here. We are being held captive. Um, <laughs> send help. And uh. until they arrive, we will just sit here um, and stare blankly at the camera. And at some point, Reed will probably just turn us off. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.